Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to Unapologetically Different Podcast. I'm your co-host Key. And I'm your co-host Coach P. And we're in Season 5, Episode 39. And if you haven't already, definitely go make that purchase of the Unapologetically Different ringtone, which is playing in the background, all silky smooth in your ears right now. Get it going. If you're an Android user, you can definitely get that at the Tune Store. And for iPhone users, you can purchase it at the iTunes store so how are you doing today Kate? i'm doing pretty good <laughs> i'm a little tired because we're airing this show in the early in the morning but you know we had to pull things together and make it happen what about you I'm, I'm feeling good like i got i got up early got some stuff done i got my coffee in my hand right here and i'm just ready to just work it you heard <laughs> <laughs> So let's get into this Roseanne controversy. So for those of you who don't know, um, ABC had picked up Roseanne again. It had ended years ago and it had came back and apparently did a really good job. It had a lot of ratings. Sponsors was coming on board. And in turn, ABC picked it up again for another season. Roseanne started to get fancy with her Twitter fingers Mm. and went on Twitter about a week ago and basically tweeted... Um, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals VJ. Now, for those of you who don't know who VJ is, that's Valerie Jarrett. She was a former top aide of President Obama. Wanda Sykes tweeted shortly after that she wouldn't be returning to the show. Um, and ABC immediately took action by terminating the show. That was a shock for me, hearing that the the show got canceled. And honestly, I never really followed Roseanne initially or the reboot. But, like, I heard about the tweet, and I heard people were upset about it, and then the Wanda Sykes incident. But then to hear that ABC actually went and took immediate action and canceled the show. Just dubbed it. I was like, <laughs> they, they took they took the phrase, this is canceled to a... <laughs> <laughs> to all the level. Yeah, literally. So, um, the ABC president, Channing Dungy, she sent out a statement saying, Roseanne's Twitter statement is abhorrent repugnant and inconsistent with our values and we've decided to cancel the show the fun facts about channing is she's the first african-american woman to head a major broadcast network so definitely shout outs to her for that and she previously worked on scandal criminal minds how to get away with murder and quantico in regards to movies she worked on the matrix devil's devil's advocate and steel magnolia and just one thing I really want to just point out, I think this is just a really great example of when there's really diversity and just and just different representation at the top of these organizations, things like this can get addressed not coming from one perspective, a la H&M. Yeah, um, for real. Not having a little boy walking around with a damn monkey hoodie exactly. talking about he been in the jungle. Exactly. Um, so she actually, Dungy actually defended the reboot of the Roseanne show because she said it represented a different political view, i.e. Trump supporters. And Roseanne and Jackie addressed some issues that were conversations in family homes across the United States. So basically the whole premise of the reboot was in turn, of course, to some extent, it was about financial gain, but... Also, it's about having those kind of conversations. The reality is we live in a country who we have Trump supporters. We have people who voted for him, hence why he's in office, including the Russians, but we ain't going to tap into that. <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to leave that to the side. But her premise was to kind of bring the show back, to have these kind of dialogue and discussions, because we have to be around these people anyway. We, we working with them. We walk in the streets with them. So to say, oh, we Some just Some of gonna... us are dating them. <laughs> no shade. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And got it in my ass. Not I. Not <laughs> Cannot I. be me. But the reality is, is that we are amongst these people. We have to act accordingly. And we do need to have these conversations. So bringing it back to some extent had this intention of having that dialogue. Yeah, and I, I really um, acknowledge her for that. Cause I think it is important, um, just because we don't always agree with what other people think and their thoughts. I think it is important to really just have an understanding and just being, um, just being able to have that dialogue. So I think that was a really great point. So some more interesting facts about Dungy. She actually fired her sister. 
Damn, yeah. savage. Literally. On another level. Definitely savage move. So she made the call to her sister, Maren Dungey, to inform her that she would be replaced on Grey's Anatomy spinoff Private Practice. Her sister later congratulated Channing on her new position as the ABC president. So there was definitely no love lost there. But definitely boss moves. <laughs> Um, and Channing was also the mastermind behind casting the network's first African-American bachelorette, Rachel Lindsay. Channing's decision was based on overwhelming fan response on a previous season. So, you know, Roseanne had to find a reason. Because there's, there's a reason why she tweeted this. And she basically stated that she was up all night, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and she had some ambient, and it played a part in her racism. <laughs> Ambien wrote back with a, a sweet clap back, was like, hold up. People of all races, religions, and nationalities work at Sanofi every day to improve the lives of people around the world. While all pharmaceutical treatments have side effects, <clears throat> racism is not a known side effect of any Sanofi medication. You try to, boo, but um, they're not responsible for your problems, okay? Um, you might want to adjust that before you start tweeting again. Um, but to go back to your point, it's important that we have people like Channing in these positions. I honestly believe if there wasn't a black woman in charge, they wouldn't have fired her. I was really surprised by that, especially in the Trump era. If this happened in Obama, I could see her being fired. Like, oh, yeah, she got to go. But being that we're in this era where he is the president, unfortunately, the fact that I have to say that makes me nervous. Um, so the fact that he's in this predicament and the way that we are as a country, I would never think they would react in that way. Yeah. And I feel like because she's in this pivotal role, it means a lot to me. I just feel like it's a moment. It's it's not huge, but it's a moment for us and where I feel like black women, we matter. It's like you played yourself. It's irony because you are trying to degrade another black woman and, and turn to black woman because you also said Michelle Obama. And now a black woman fired you. So it's like, <laughs> you really want to try us? Like, do you hashtag black girl magic? Like, do you really want to try us? What kind of forever? Like, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, you played your entire self. Yeah. You know? And it's... I don't feel bad for her. At the same time, I question it because Michelle Wolf came out and made a comment. You know you know how we love over here. Shout out to Michelle Wolf when she was just like, first of all, it's not a bold move by ABC because y'all should have never rebooted her to begin with. It's a known fact Roseanne has been racist for a long time. I believe a while ago, she... It was a picture of her dressed as Hitler and baking, like... Jewish people, but they were at cookies. Right, and they were burnt cookies, And it was burnt cookies at that. So, I mean, after that, I don't even know how you get a reboot. So, to Michelle Wolf was like, this is not like a powerful move. I think to some extent it is for Channing because she's put in this position and she's making an executive decision. Um, to me, I see it as that because if she wasn't there, they probably wouldn't have fired her. In, in terms of them rebooting her, I really didn't see the premise of it. I guess they wanted us to have these conversations in our homes and especially people who are pro-Trump supporters to kind of get an idea of how we could have these kind of discourses. But I, I had to side with Michelle Wolf on it. I was like, it, y'all should have never rebooted her to begin with. I used to watch Roseanne growing up. I was never really into it. It was kind of something I was just on TV. and But I never felt connected to the show in any capacity. I always felt like an eerie feeling watching. I was like, it just didn't feel right you know it was just a controversial family that's really what it was but i wasn't engaging in it i wasn't into it so when it got rebooted i was like this is a dub especially in this era where it's so many black shows and shows of color where it's proper representations of us and who we are apparently on the reboot they had a little black girl and i was like good that's nice for her you know that's (laughs) wonderful um i guess that's their way of pulling us in you need more black people than that to pull me in. I'm sorry. Um, so I really wasn't following the show in the reboot, and I'm glad they canceled it. Hopefully she learned her lesson. The people, a part of the staff and cast and crew, wish y'all the best of luck of finding something else. But y'all should have known this was going to happen because her mouth is reckless. This is not the first time she said something like this. So I do feel bad for the staff and the crew um, because, like... The, her views don't really represent everyone else's views, and they yeah. they all had to suffer for it. I saw online that they said they were 
thinking about potentially um, doing, picking the show back up, but having it air around um, her daughter, Jackie. So that would be kind of cool if they could, these other people who don't really necessarily have Roseanne's view can get back to work and not be affected by her. That would, like, be the the ultimate, like, ha-ha. I mean, no. For me, personally. I wouldn't, I don't know. I just I, feel I, like... I wouldn't could... watch the show, honestly, because I, I really, I was never a fan of it. But I just think it it's karma. Like, not everyone has to suffer for one bad decision that one Ryan Apple made. No, it's true. And it's, it's unfortunate that for the staff that they have to you know, p- play the price, I mean, pay the price. Hopefully ABC will try to work around it and they could find something soon, you know, where they're not really out of work for a long period of time. I mean, you know how it is with these shows and pilot season and stuff like that. So yeah. I think to some extent, the people who that she worked with, the cast, I don't I don't know if they're really surprised or they knew it was going to happen because it was like, this is who she is. Everyone knows this is how Roseanne is, consistent with her racism. It's like, it's, it's never-ending story with her. So... I, never, I don't know if they thought, oh, due to privilege or what they thought they had, oh, we're not going to lose this show. So hopefully they're able to bounce back. I'm sure they will be. But, um... Well, worst case scenario, if Roseanne doesn't come back and with the daughter as the lead, let's just bring back, like, Family Matters or, or Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or something. <laughs> we got we got With something. the original Aunt Viv, okay? The dog skin one. Hey, boo. I see you. <laughs> That's saying. mad funny. <laughs> Shout outs to all of <laughs> Bye, Roseanne. <laughs> I meant to say bye, Felicia, but we see how that turned out. It worked. It worked. <laughs> so on June 4th, 2018, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of a Colorado baker who refused to bake a wedding cake for a same-sex couple. That's Ga- ridiculous. In terms of what? That they ruled in favor of him or that he didn't want to make the cake for them? that they rule in favor that he doesn't have to make the cake for though. Yeah. So the this case was a case of religious conviction versus anti-discrimination laws. And the parties involved were David Mullins and Charlie Craig, who were the gay couple looking to purchase a wedding cake, and Jake Phillips, the owner of Masterpiece Cake Shop in Colorado. So this was the biggest case around gay rights since the Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriages back in 2015. So we're going to give you just like a quick timeline of what happened because this is actually really big news and it's going to make a difference going down the line. And we just want to say happy Pride Month, y'all. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So this case came right on time, but Th- not in a good way. It, yeah, that's, that is kind of ironic. Very. Damn it. Um, so... On July 19th, 2012, shopping for a cake for their upcoming wedding celebration, a couple, David Mullins and and Charlie Craig, stopped into Masterpiece Cake Shop. And Jake Phillip, the bakery's owner, informed the couple that he doesn't provide cakes for same-sex weddings and celebrations due to his religious belief. He actually told them that he would be able to make them like a birthday cake but because of his conviction that he would not create anything celebrating um their wedding or anything that he didn't believe in due to his religion um september 5th 2012 the american civil liberties union aclu of colorado represented the couple in their complaint against phillips and filed a complaint with the colorado civil rights commission so December 6, 2013, Judge Robert Spencer of the Colorado Office of Administrative Courts decided that the bake shop had violated a Colorado law which prohibits businesses from refusing service due to a person's sexual orientation. You would think, right? Masterpiece Cake Shop appealed the decision. Come through. Mm. Um, May 30th, 2014, Colorado Civil Rights Commission decided at a public hearing that Masterpiece had violated Colorado's Anti-Discrimination Act, also known as CADA. Phillips was ordered to change his company policies, and by doing so, they had to offer comprehensive staff training to employees. The cake shop was also required to provide quarterly reports about how it handled prospective customers. Ooh, they need receipts. I like this. Shout out to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> we need the receipts, Starbucks. How that training going, bro? Um, August 13, 2015, Colorado Court of Appeals ruled that Phillips 
cannot cite his religious beliefs in his refusal to provide a service to same-sex couples. With the ruling, Phillips could face a penalty if he continues to deny wedding cakes to same-sex couples. April 25, 2016, the Colorado Supreme Court declined to hear the appeal from Phillips. Uh, it was like it's a dub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in July 2016, on behalf of Phillips, the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a conservative legal nonprofit, petitioned the Supreme Court to hear the case. They cited, we're asking the Supreme Court to ensure that the government understand that it's its duty is to protect the people's freedom, to follow their beliefs personally and professionally, not force them to violate those beliefs as the price of earning a living. ADF senior counsel Jeremy Tedesco said in a statement at the time. So on June 2017, the Supreme Court agreed to consider the case during its next term, which began in the fall. And then yesterday, June 4th, 2018, the Supreme Court ruled 7-2 to two in favor of Masterpiece Cake Shop. Crazy, bruh. The court cited the laws in the Constitution can, and in some instances, must protect gay persons and gay couples in the exercise of their civil rights. But religious and philosophical objections to gay marriage are protected views and in some instances protected forms of expression the court said in its decision while it's unexceptional that the colorado law can protect gay persons in acquiring products and services in the same terms and conditions as offered to other members of the public the law must be applied in the same manner that is neutral toward religion in the decision the supreme court decided did not decide whether a business has the right to refuse service to gay and lesbian people outright. And I think that's one of the main points about this because the um, Phillips defense team actually was citing that he was his cakes are like a part of his self-expression. So it's part of his First Amendment right. And for them to tell him that he has to serve them, they're inhibiting his First Amendment right. The cake is a part of his expression. Uh, it's uh, batter and frosting. Like, miss me with the bullshit. Like, come on. Like, let me tell you something. From from a legal standpoint, this is huge. Because when you set a precedence like this, other um, cases that come, come to surface are going to fall in line. It was like, well, this was ruled in this case. Hence, it's setting a precedence. For those of you who don't understand how court cases ties into the system and how I, I, it, I love when you talk lawyer oh daddy anyway but people need to kind of be cognizant of this and I think this is very powerful in the sense that how do you make a decision to say you don't have to serve them due to your religious beliefs but but you're not really setting an actual like example in terms of because as we stated here they haven't decided whether a business has the right to refuse to serve gay and lesbian people you kind of made that decision from this case by you stating that he he specifically didn't have to because of his religious belief. There are other shop owners or cake owners that's gonna fall in line. But what if it's not about cakes? What if it's another business? What if it's a, what are you gonna say? Oh, you can't serve same same sex couples. Like to me, it's like we're going backwards. Supreme Court ruled that same sex couple had the right to marry um, in the U.S. Now we're saying you don't have to, you do not have to service them on a wedding cake. Because of your religious beliefs. So what are we doing? How are you going to grant them the right to get mad but like you ain't going to have no cake? Like how does that work? And I just think we're literally walking backwards. Like it's not consistent with what we're trying to do and us being progressive. And then also the, that the fact that this court is not really coming up. The decision that was made is that they don't even have like a plan put in place as to what could happen moving forward. A lot of, it's going to be a floodgates of a lot of cases. That's what this does. It just opened the floodgates of other cases to come, come to surface. And now he was denied to be reheard by the Supreme Court up until they tried to appeal it again. And then finally they said, okay, or what are they going to do when other people stand in line and they want to appeal it? They're going to be like, oh no, we can't listen to you. Are they going to say, oh, we're going to put on the back burner? Or are you going to turn around and rule in favor of the person who is a religious and don't want to serve these people? And then again, let's let's take it a step further. What if it's business owners that claim to be religious but haven't been to church in like five years? <laughs> like, don't even read the Bible. Where are the receipts? <laughs> Where's the receipts, bro? What scripture passage did you... Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do that and, you know, try to throw shade because I get it. There are people who... It's when it comes to gay rights and same-sex couples and religion, I understand. 
But the reality is, is that the way that we're taught and embedded to think, especially pertaining to religion, you marginalize those people. You know what I'm saying? For you to say that they, they don't have a right because, oh, of your religious beliefs, like, we have to come to a point where we're able to be like, okay, we need to figure out a way where we can all come together in a sense and make sure everyone has the right to exercise their rights. Like, I don't understand how the Supreme Court can make a decision about them getting married and then saying, oh, well, business owners have the right based over their religious preference. Anybody could pull that card. Anybody could say, well, due to my religious you like you, but you low-key not really religious, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing if you a pastor, I'm like, all right, I get it. But, like, even if, but, so to me, it becomes a question of what are we actually doing? Are we going forward to move backwards? Because if they're setting this in Colorado, what's the next step? You know what I'm saying? And to me, it just, I just, I don't understand our country and to where we're at when it pertains to this matter. I thought once they were, the Supreme Court made a decision that same-sex couple could get married, I thought we were going to continue down that progressive path and say, okay, let's do it one at a time and move forward. Even though it's very slow progression, I get it. Um, but now for you to move forward and then go backwards, it's like the premise of it to me is pointless. And I don't even understand how we're at this point. So that's my thoughts on it. I just It doesn't make sense to me. I was really shocked when I, when I saw the headlines saying that... Um, they ruled in favor of the baker. So again, I'm always I always like to play um, devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. So I I can understand and just strictly from a legal perspective how they're coming at it. From um, he's saying his cakes are something that is representative self expression because I do know people like I know people who baking cakes and decorating them is like one of their passions they like to do it not even for business like mm-hmm. they, that's something they genuinely enjoy to do so i get how his team um decided to take that defense as a stance but then it makes me think like what's gonna happen going forward like are there certain businesses like if you're if you're in the restaurant business is that that's not a form of self-expression so you can't refuse to serve someone because that because of their sexual orientation but like it just kind of i feel like it just blurries the lines and 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 i personally i think this is all stupid that's it just, is because and then also too what if you a tux owner these are two men what if they go into a place and be like i want to get tuxes for my wedding oh i can't serve you because of my religious belief but come back for your birthday like <laughs> Like, that, to me, it doesn't, like, anybody could pull that card. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, you're going to talk about what your business and what you do is a form of your expression. So you could make him a birthday cake, right? But you can't, oh, I'll, I'll make you a cake. Like, to me, if you want to dub the whole thing, just go across the board and say, I can't make anything. But for you to say, I'm gonna make, I can make a birthday cake, but then you turn around and say, you can't do the wedding cake because of your religion. And you don't believe that same-sex couple should be married. At the end of the day, they're both humans. Whether you agree with their stance or not, they're in love with each other. Let it be what it is. Like, you're running a business. The point of you doing your business is for you to conduct a service or a product for the people to pay for it and keep it pushing. Now it's tied into your religious beliefs. What if somebody comes, but here's, I, want, I would love to ask, what if somebody came into this establishment and they didn't believe in anything? They was an atheist. You Would you make the cake for them? Like, does that go against their religion? Like, I'm making it for you, you don't even believe in nothing. They believe in the frosting and the batter. Uh, I'm Jewish, you're Christian. (laughs) Like, so what are we doing? Like, are we going to sit up here and do that? Like, due to my religious beliefs, I'm sorry, I can't make this for you. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, at what point do we stop and cross the line? By them doing this and not really having a concrete, like, structure, it's, like I said, it's going to be a floodgates of cases. And I hope they have time and they have their schedule put in order to hear each of these cases because in response to this guy's offense... Well, this guy's offense was you should hear me out due to my beliefs and my freedom and my rights. It's the same It's the same rhetoric other people are going to use when they bring their cases forward. So, to me, it's just, it puts us backwards and I don't really see much progressing from this. But we'll see when the next cases arrive and see what the Supreme Court going to decide on. Starbucks is going <laughs> to be online. Yes, um, we, <laughs> we can't... I'm sorry. I was going to make a joke about black people at Starbucks. I feel like that that's just inappropriate. <laughs> that's inappropriate. <laughs> nah. Now it is. Um, I, I don't know. I just think when it comes to religion and politics, it's... it's I feel like... Pe- church and state? People literally... Separate the two. They will just... 
they just pull out whatever card they need to that will help push their agenda at that time. Because I feel like it'll be the same people who will be shouting, um, just being good Christians and all this stuff, and then they'll be the same people who have their dirt in the closet, but then until it gets exposed. And I'm just like, it's so hypocritical. That's why personally, I really don't care for politics. Outside of us doing this show, which has gotten me more involved in actually understanding and really seeing what's in place. Exactly, and kind of knowing what's going on out there. But I genuinely, I see it as a lot of hypocrisy, whether it's Democrats, Republicans, independents, independents, alt rights, whatever. It don't even matter. I feel like it's just a whole bunch of hypocrisy, and it's just like a big fake show and well not our show our show is pretty real but just like in general it's fake like it's just it's ridiculous to me because there's so there there were so many people who probably came out and denounced like um people cheating or or just just sexual assault and it's these same people who are getting me too right now and it's just like (laughs) like and they politicians too which is a whole other thing yeah so i don't know this whole it, it's all, I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's just going to, like you said, open up the floodgates. People are going to be coming out of the woodworks like, I'm denying blacks because I believe slavery should still be. <laughs> like, like my, or, you know they had a choice. So. Exactly, exactly. They're going to say Kanye versus the, yay versus the people. <laughs> like, Yo, bruh. Nah, I mean, you made a valid point. It's sad though, but... This is where we are. This is America. Yeah. And it makes me... To me, just to end on this note with the Supreme Court granting same-sex couples marriage, it... I didn't... To my my thing is, what was the premise of you doing that if you were going to turn around and do something like this? Like, what was the angle that they was trying to do? But we'll see when more cases come forward and as what their plans are going to be and what decisions are they going to make. Um, but as we said, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. <laughs> So we gonna switch it up a little bit. Um, um and talk about dating and dating. this whole gender roles thing. I love I'm, talking about dating and relationships. Hot ass. Um, so like recently, I'm a hot piece of ass. Is no, hot ass meaning you try to get it in. Oh, which is true. Barely. <laughs> All the time. We celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Till Tuesday. <laughs> you know how y'all do. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, there's been some talks. I was, I'm on IG. One post I saw was basically a guy stating that he believes that him and a woman should go on, like, several meet and greets before they actually go on a real date. Meaning, like, go on meet and greets, pay pay Dutch, and then go on a real date after they feel each other out. And, and just so for those of you who don't know the expression going Dutch, it really means just to split the bill. Yeah, practically. Um, so, and then there was another conversation on my Facebook social media about what is the issue with going Dutch and kind of seeing the conversations happen between male and female. Some, some women were fine with paying Dutch. There were guys that were like, there was one dude was like, Dutch is expected unless otherwise. (laughs) I was like, whoa, who are you dating, bruh? Where? (laughs) Like, how? Anyway, and then I kind of brought this, this issue to surface on my just page just kind of gauging like what's going on because i don't know to me this is like weird to me because first and foremost when it was a, a conversation i'm like why is this even a conversation to be had like i've never been put in a predicament where a guy told me that i had to pay dutch we never even had that conversation i never even had a conversation with guys that i dated about paying dutch that's when surprising I, to me when i go on date no when i go on dates i've always had a guy ask me out on a date he always paid. It was never an issue. I never had a conversation with a dude, maybe a guy friend, about Dutch in general. But I never, any guy I was dating, I never had to deal with that. Hmm. So to me, to see this conversation or this topic come to surface and people different reactions. And there's some people a part of the older generation that was like commenting, basically stating like, you know, females in our generation, millennials, don't really know what we want and standards in a sense of the guys that we come across. So in turn, they kind of do whatever they want. I don't really believe that concept totally, but I kind of see where it's going at. And then it ties into the whole gender roles. Who should pay for what date? And 
if a guy pays for this, what is a woman gonna do? And I'm like, is this what is this what we doing for a plate of food, bro? <laughs> like, this is what we doing? So I don't know this whole topic about Dutch and I. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. If you tell me we going Dutch, we not going out. <laughs> like we we can FaceTime if I got time. <laughs> we, we 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 not going nowhere. Like I'm I'm not doing it. What's your take on that? Um, I generally. I'll pay for the first date for sure when I'm going out. That's just how I've been brought up and that's kind of just what was the norm for me. Um, but I, I do have friends who they never pay for the first date. And I have some friends who, let alone, they're like, we're not even, I'm not going on a date. What do you mean a date? I'm not taking a girl out on a date. I'm trying to chill. Like Netflix and chill? Not even that, just just chill, like come through, whatever, and do whatever. But they don't even. <laughs> Yo, y'all out of pocket, boy. I tell you. And, and the, this, but drop some names, bro. Definitely will not be doing that. But like, I, I seriously, I have people who have literally looked at me like, "What are you doing? Like, what do you mean you're going on dates? Why are you spending money on these girls?" And I'm like, I genuinely like going on dates. I like going out, eating good food, having good conversation. So. For me, it's like I find enjoyment in that. And I also, I guess, I'm more old school where I do think as the guy, you should be the one just, especially if you're the one um, pursuing the girl, you should be the one to um, pay for that first date. But I've definitely had conversations like, I'll pay for the first date, we had a good time, you take me out the next time. So I think, and I, I think for everyone. Wait, excuse me, can you review that? Wait, you pay for the first date, and you tell her to take you out on the next date. Like, well, how does that conversation happen? Like, if we're having, we're talking, we're having a good time, we want to see each other again. Like, yeah, like don't worry, like we're gonna do a few things. My dates usually is not just one, not just dinner. It's usually like dinner. We might go dancing. We might go do something fun, like take a class or something. So the bill. Oh, creative. So the bill might not just be as simple as one drink and some food so mm-hmm. i'm like yeah so i'm taking care of this one i definitely want to see you again like what do you i want like, i like to be treated too i like to be taken care oh, of so you try to slide it in there oh i i can be very direct with it like i i'm i love like i said i'm a people pleaser i love like um showing people a good time and really being like that person for people but i could definitely i enjoy getting stuff in return as well so and it lets me see that this person is actually thinking about me and having like the conversations that we had, like they come up with something because it's easy to just sit back and just be told where to go and what to do. But this is an opportunity to kind of see like, what are you going to bring to the table as well? Cause it's not just one sided. But what if you go on another date with her after or, that and she doesn't offer anything or do you look at her any differently or you feel like you should get something back in return not necessarily i don't really think of anything differently of them if they don't offer to pay when i've had girls who have they're like refused to um they refuse to actually let me pay where they've paid or they've refused and made us made us go half and i was just like damn that's what I'm talking about. Like I, but you prefer a woman like that than opposed to one that you're actually paying for on a date. Oh, I would a hundred percent. If a woman said to me, "Yeah, you don't have to just spend your money. We can split this," and she was adamant about that, I would definitely prefer that versus having to just pay it myself because you get to save money. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like to save money? I my natural inclination will always be to pay first, but if someone is gonna tell me. I got this one, you can get the second mm-hmm. date or something like that. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you go. MVP. I see. Like, I like that. Um, that's few- But that's insulting, though, because I it, sometimes I feel like as a woman, if you do offer to pay, some guys feel like that's insulting to them and they're who they are because, like, men are meant to provide. That's what y'all do. I just feel like I know I could provide and I know I always do provide. So if you, for whatever reason, want to pay, feel free go right ahead it's not gonna affect me or my masculinity in any way whatsoever so i'm like shit i'll save a little bit of money here and i'm i know i'm still good so but one thing i appreciate is that you don't have the attitude of like guys saying like oh no a woman should pay or we should go dutch or something like to me i see a lot of the conversations were pertaining to i think it's
it's it's about money. They talk. It's people are saying it's about gender roles. I don't view it as gender roles because it's broke. Isn't it? You just broke. Like you ain't got no money. Like just say that. Like and honestly, I I appreciate if a dude just say I'm broke. Like I really don't have it. I'd rather you be honest and say that than you say can we. To me, it is insulting to me for you to say let's go Dutch than opposed to I'm broke. You know, and I'm, I'm going to keep it clear. I'm not no bougie chick out here. I'm not on some like, oh, you got to take me out to Maestro's. <laughs> we got to go to Hamilton Play. I'm not about that. You know, I do. I like, I, I love dates. I'm a date person. For me, I look at it differently. Can I take you out? I mean, let, let me know what's good. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Anyway. That might change up the whole chemistry of the podcast. <laughs> um, But no, real talk. In regards to like dating... For me, I think when we, to bring it back in regards to gender roles, it becomes, oh, well, a guy's expected to do X, Y, Z, and a woman is expected to do X, Y, Z. I think gender roles are still, we're still abiding by them, even in today's society. That's not going to change. For me, I think the reasoning behind I, why guys should pay, it varies for each woman. I think it's a common consensus, but it varies for each woman. For me, I don't expect a guy to do anything. Aside from taking me out on dates. You're not paying my bills. You're not buying me clothes. You're not paying for my hair. I've never been that type of woman. I never, I've been very independent. I take care of my own. I've been with dudes that have financial issues and a dude they know. Because I don't expect for you to come and play Superman. And half of y'all, y'all come through, y'all going to expect a lot of things back in return. So I'd rather just keep my issues to myself and address it accordingly. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like with some guys, they're probably used to girls who do all of that and expect you to pay for dates. So I could see where it becomes a little burdensome. But if you come across a woman who your only real responsibility is to pay for dates, I really don't see what the issue is. And secondly, I like dates. It's one of the things I truly enjoy dates. I enjoy getting dressed up, going out, we're engaging, we're talking, we're getting to know each other. You know, and you can really kind of feel someone out. There's some dates I've been on, it was like, oh, it was going extremely well. And there's other dates, it was like, "Mm, maybe the second date would be a little better. Maybe not. So, you know what I'm saying? But I don't really see it as like a whole, oh, a guy's expected to pay all the time. I just see it as, first of all, you're asking me for my time. You're asking me out. I don't know how the hell you're going to ask me out and expect me to pay for myself. Like, that don't even make sense. And if if the issue is, and the conversations become, well, I don't want to invest so much money in somebody because guys make the perception that, oh, chicks go out on dates for food. Now, there may be chicks like that, but I've never been that hungry for a plate of food where I'm using you to go get a plate of food or to go to a restaurant. I would. If I was a girl, I would 100% I do I wouldn't that. do it because you know why? I'm using why? you for everything. I wouldn't do it because, guys, you expect stuff back in return. And this is and this is a this is a con- controversial issue because some <laughs> girls, they rather not, they rather pay Dutch or they rather do several meet and greets because that's supposed to have put up than opposed to go out on a date with a guy he paid fully because they was like, our my previous experiences, guys expect things back in return. Which is like, and this is true. There's days I've been on with guys, so if I pay for this, I'm going to get the line. Nah, that's not happening. Like, it don't work that way. You know what I'm saying? And it's unfortunate that you got guys who are putting money up and they think all of this back in return. But you make the presumption that we're not putting money into us getting ready for a date. Do you know how much it is to get out here done? Some chicks is dropping $120 off of a hairstyle. Don't even get me started on them damn bundles. Like, real talk. <laughs> like, don't even, and natural hairstyles ain't cheap. Okay. I just clipped my ends the other day. Okay. <laughs> okay. This shit is not cheap. So you get your hair done. This shorty's going out there getting an outfit. Come on. It's, it costs money and the makeup ain't cheap either. That fancy beauty. Hey, Riri. Like, we're putting... What, what about the Brazilian wax? I mean, yeah, that could work too. But it... Mm, yeah, that too. <laughs> if you plan to do a little something. <laughs> if you plan to do a little something. That costs money too. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a curveball in here. Do you ever... Aside from the waxing? Because huh? that was a curve. I just didn't thought I'm going to keep curving okay. it in the same direction. <laughs> so, do you ever go on a, a first date, like, kind of saying, depending on how this goes, I might have sex with this guy tonight? Yeah. Ooh, I've been I expect there. the honesty. <laughs> I've and, been there. That's why I feel like if guys... And if you went on a date paying, expecting, oh, you going to get something back Definitely. Definitely. 100%. <laughs> Without a doubt. Because I... And it's, so did that make you go extra hard on a date with the intentions of getting something back in return? It was more so like the conversations 
that we had beforehand that led me to believe okay. like this might happen mm-hmm. or there's a higher probability that happened. I do feel like in any Johnson day, definitely plays a difference. Right. When that, and I think it's important. That's why people be like that's why I think it's an issue around this cuz like people make the assumption that you meeting somebody today you going on a date tomorrow. For me, I would hope we had several conversations on the phone so I could gauge you mm-hmm. before we go on a date so I know I'm going to have a good time. I know what the conversation is going to consist of, but continue. That's why I personally like to talk on the phone once Facts. I'm getting to know someone Facts. because texting it it's really impersonal and it can like sometime depending on your work schedule if you're a te- good text or whatever the case may be it just goes it can go across days and yeah. not really much is even said but you can get on the phone 15 20 minutes and really just engage and get to know someone mm-hmm. like just like that but um I think a lot of well two points like what you were saying before I think it does have to do a lot with money because if you had money and you weren't worrying about the finances, um, I think you wouldn't mind paying for a girl. Plus, at the end of the day, I think any date that you go on, if you, like you said, you're jonesing beforehand or you guys have that connection, like whether you pay or not, I think that possibility of what girls think guys only want is to have sex, I think that possibility is always there. And you kind of just said it. Sometimes a girl will come into that date thinking, I might have sex with this guy depending on how this goes. But if you're like a thirst bucket, you, that's clearly all you want out of this. Yeah. That may not be the, that may not be what happens. Um, no, but I think you make a valid point. And two, it depends on what your intentions are because even one of my friends commented and stated that, you know if a guy's really into you and he wants to be with you and build with you or whatever the case may be, He's not going to be focusing on us going Dutch on a first date. And I was like, this is true. Yeah. You know, maybe I, I've came across some men who really wanted more. So hence why this has never been an issue. Like, and that's why I find it to be so surprising. Because I was like, yo, this has never been a problem for me about going Dutch. This has never been a conversation. And I just don't understand where we are at. And even um, someone speaking about us being millennials. Like, is this what the dating scene is? Like, is this is this what it is? Like... Us going Dutch and us trying to figure out gender roles. And my whole thing is, let's not play that part about gender roles. And this is why I have a problem with people saying that. Because it's like, oh, but women want to be equal to men. Don't do that bullshit. Because you want to talk about gender roles? If y'all going to go so hard, well, not you per se, because you kind of have sense. But the other people. If you're going to go hard about, oh, we need to go Dutch, put that same energy into hmm. women making equal pay to men. At the end of the day, y'all make more money than us. That's not going to change anything. <laughs> if we start making equal pay, that's not going to change the... Well, if you want to talk about equality and gender roles and want to talk about, oh, women being equal to men, put that energy towards that. Put that energy into the Me Too and the Time's Up movement. Because some of y'all are silent. <laughs> some of y'all are quiet. Pin done dropped and all that. So to me, like, if you want to talk about gender roles and equality, make it consistent across the board. Don't get fancy and want to talk about a first date. It's a first Date And if your real concern is, I don't want to put all this money into this person. I don't really know them. I don't know if I want to even move forward with Shorty or whatever. This is where Jones and come into play to gauge the person. Or you could do a meet and greets. I like meet and greets. I went out with a guy. We had coffee. Mm. He paid. <laughs> Still a date. But... Was it Starbucks? I it was. Not. It was before this whole situation. Okay, good, before good. the training and all of that. Starbucks, you canceled. You heard? <laughs> you canceled. <laughs> you a mess. And we got coffee. And it was, it was actually his idea. And it was great. We talked for about an hour. It actually almost went over an hour. And we got into like really deep discussion. Mm-hmm. It was a really good conversation. And then we decided to proceed to the, a date like a day or two later. So it actually went really well. And... I didn't feel any type of way about anything. I was like, oh, this is cool. I like it. I didn't think I was going to like the meet and greet, but I liked it because I had one previously years ago and it did not turn out that well. So, um, but I'm glad I had it with him because I was like, at least I gauge who you are within an hour or less and I wouldn't have wasted my time going on dinner with you and you right. paying for it. I think you was going to get some back in return when it was a complete dub. Yeah. You know, so if you're, if the primary concern is I don't want to spend too much money on this person, I don't know them, then it, do meet and greets. Get creative. You could go to the park, do a picnic, get a bottle of wine mm-hmm. or champagne and make it simple. Like, oh, let's... Or for me, maybe it's it's the nerd in me. If a dude was like, can we just go to Barnes & Noble? There's a book coming out. I want to check it out. We could just sit down, read and talk and have coffee. 
I would love that. First of all, that makes me know you're an intellectual. Mm. That means you read. Mm. Okay? That means you pick up a book. You know, that's big to me. So that will turn me on. I'm like, oh, he's smart. Yes. A little President Obama in the making. Yes. Like, I would love that. So to me, that's being creative. Or you saying, you know what? You leaving work. It's nice outside. You know, if you on 40th Street, you want to walk to like 60th or like 15 blocks or whatever. Let's walk and talk and we could grab like ice cream or something. That's being creative because you took time out your schedule you met me at work. We're walking. We're getting to know each other. That's the stuff you do. If you're really focused on, I don't want to spend too much money. Well, coffee is like five, six dollars for you to go spend on something. If you, if you gonna make it an issue to spend that kind of coins, bro, you better go sit down. Go <laughs> someplace with that fuckboy chronicles. Like I, to me, it's just like when you, if the strong defense is, oh, we shouldn't go Dutch. We should go Dutch because of equality gender roles. It's just like to me, is you lack creativity, and what that goes to show is. You don't want to go out and you don't want to spend money on a woman, especially a woman that you want to get to know. And in turn, you're going to want something, whether it's you pursuing a future with her or you trying to tap it at the end of the night, you want something from her. So if you want something from her and you want to seem like you're interested in her, you got to put up. By any means necessary. By any means necessary. (laughs) Do it for the team. Like, you got to put up because if this is, you can't expect to take a woman out and then have her pay for you. And then what you, you really think she's going to be like, okay, yeah, let's, let's go do this. But one thing I would say is that I am looking for a sponsor if anybody wants to sponsor Crispy. I'd bring a lot to the table. Ain't shit. Seriously. Yeah, Gemini being two-sided. I would definitely love to be sponsored by somebody. Yeah, mm mm-hmm. That's goals for 2018. (laughs) You ain't shit. But what I I dislike pertaining to this conversation is that there's this presumption that guys make the assumption just because you take a woman out on a date that she would never pay towards a date in the future. If you and her have something strong going on, I'm sure she'll want to put towards it. I know for me, if I'm with someone and they matter to me and I want to build with that person or just the fact that they matter to me and they mean a lot, I would pay for the next date or the following date and take you out and treat you. I have no problem with that. But I will say this off the, like on the record, if you ask me to go on a first date and you want some Dutch, go ask somebody else because we're not going nowhere. Simple. It's a dub. So I always like to end off any conversation with just like, Instead of just going in circles, like what can we do, or like what what is like <laughs> what is so, yeah what are the solutions exactly? And I like what you said. Cause I was actually gonna bring that up to you. Like what's what are some suggestions you have for like first dates that are inexpensive or creative? So I like what you said about grabbing a cup of coffee, or like you said going for a walk and stopping to get some ice cream or something. Mm-hmm. Sixteen handles always a good look. Yeah, I love them. Oh my god, it's so good. Um. Especially if you live in New York City, there's so many free options that you could do for dates, like walking on the High Line. Like that's just yes. great, and that's actually really nice. And Bryant Park because it's a very small park. You can walk around, so and then you're right there by Times Square. So like, yeah, you can do inexpensive things. Museums, you can go to museums where you're going for free or just paying. MoMA has a, a lot of free exhibits, so check it out. Or if you, I think an I. The one you said that I like the most is like a picnic in the park. Like if you're in the city, you go to Central Park, Brooklyn, Prospect Park. Yeah. Like if you want that, you could go out. You could bring that henny. You could have it laid out <laughs> in the grass. Like whatever. They you gonna get... be a henny head like J.L. Smith? Literally. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, we talk? Actually, it, it still hurts. It's still, I'm still, I'm still hurting for the loss right now. We're down 0-2, but shout out to my Warriors. I see you, boo. Oh God, it's not even funny. I'm gonna get you a bottle of Hetty. <sighs> you alright? Your peer literally stopped breathing. Bring it back. I, I'm like annoyed. I can't stand this. I, well, listen, it's not over yet. We're down 0-2. We still got time to come back. Drive for. <laughs> Exactly. Cavs and seven. Cavs and seven. <laughs> bring it back to the picnic. Um. Yeah, definitely. The picnic's a great idea. You could bring a little, some fruit, some snacks. Like I said, bring that henny or whatever your drink of choice is. You just relax. Get some sun. If you're, if you're dating someone with more fair skin, get by the shade. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving you some of my experiences. So. <laughs> You can do half and half. I personally, I like to bake out there and get a little tan going. Um, 
Yeah, whatever. Any other inexpensive date ideas? That's pretty much it. I mean, I think that that pretty holds it right there. And for me, I think also it's you making an effort. I think jonesing is important, talking on the phone, but also trying to do it during the day. Yeah. Like, be creative. Like, I love somebody who reaches out to me during a lunch break. Like, I just want to talk to you and hear your voice. Oh, yes. Mm. <laughs> like, you already won. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? How come you don't do that for me? I never hear from you during the day. Boo-boo, it's not that deep. Okay. It's not with you. I love you, though. I love you, too. <laughs> anyway, you're working on your sponsor, so I don't want to interrupt the flow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that I definitely, that would be lovely. Mm-hmm. It's going to fly me around the world, do good dinners so with. So you want a sugar mama. Yeah, that would be lovely. Like I said, I, I, I'm not going to just, just use that person. I'm going to be bringing stuff to the table, bringing Coach P. I'm still going to do <laughs> nice. Bring Coach P. I'm, gonna, I'm still going to be doing nice, sweet things because that's just who I am. But find someone who's trying to take care of me, like, can't beat that. But, yeah, I think it's important to make efforts. And, like I said, if you call during a lunch break, I think that's nice. The small initiative. Those are things that you should do. I think it's just a matter of guys being more creative. And if the premise is, and I'm going to leave it on this. If your thing is, yo, listen, if I go on a first date and we got to go Dutch, make sure you have that conversation with the person prior to going on a date. Don't show up, eat, drink, laughing and shit, and then you be like, "Ooh, we going, we going Dutch," because that's inappropriate. That's disrespectful, and I will cause scenes. You know what I'm saying? You 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 would cause a scene if that happens. No, I would because I'm like, we did not have this conversation. Oh God, this wasn't a conversation to be had. Shaking my head. Yeah, you can shake your head. I don't care. But I what what when you say that's that way? That's disrespectful. Like at least have the conversation before. Be like, listen, if we're gonna go on a date, so let you know. You okay that we're going to pay Dutch? At least we're all on the same page. Don't do that joint on the date. Like, that is so ridiculous. Like, I would lose my mind. I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, you expect me to talk to you after this. Like, an actual conversation. Like, I don't understand. Or, or guys, you could if you could use it as the curve. Like, you know this date isn't going anywhere. Just ask them to go Dutch. That's how you know you'll never see it again. <laughs> For most girls. You <laughs> Once again, guys, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate the support, and we really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, definitely go make the purchase of the Unapologetically Different Ringtone. For Android users, you can get that at the Tune Store, and for Apple users, you can go get that at the iTunes Store. You can follow us on IG and Twitter at unapologeticd underscore, and you can find our shows on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher by searching unapologetically different and also you can find us on Facebook by also searching unapologetically different stay tuned for our next episode bye